You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with my good friend Adam McAlvey, who covers the Brewers for MLB.com. Adam, hi. Hi, I'm very excited for this. This is a treat for me. <laughs> yes, oh, it I is a that, treat for you. I said that for the past two people as well, so take that for what it's worth. That's not very nice. Yeah. Okay. okay. So first, let's let's talk about the winter meetings because I kind of feel like this is like a courting moment. You know, teams are kind of putting their best foot forward, but there hasn't been a lot of action here right now. I'm kind of, this is my first winter meeting, so I'm just trying to figure it all out. How would you describe the winter meetings? Oh, it's very quiet and it's very different. We, I don't know if you've talked to any of the other writers, but we all did a story about the biggest winter meetings deal for each, in history for each of the clubs that we covered. Yeah. So for me, it was in 1980, the Brewers acquired in one trade, uh, Ted Simmons, Raleigh Fingers, and Pete Vukovic from the Cardinals in this huge trade. And it was part of this massive winter meetings for Whitey Herzog and the Cardinals. Totally different era of cigars and bourbon and <laughs> backroom deals and wheeling and dealing. It is so different now. Yeah, we don't have that. I, I think Jeff, our friend Jeff Passan came up with a theory that I think really there's something to this. That part of it is this era of GM, these guys are so smart. Yeah. They're very patient. They're very analytical. Uh, the Brewers owner, Mark Atanasio, refers to David Stearns as agnostic. That's a really good... He, he, you know, it's a good in, word. It's a $5 dealing word. dealing with players. The, yeah, thank you very much. That's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah. Um, and I think that these guys just uh, approach this in a little different way. There's a little... There's just less wheeling and dealing, and everything is just much more analytical I think and I think that partly explains the quiet meetings now look these guys are going to get signed like Jake Arrieta is going to pitch somewhere next year we're going to talk about JD him. Martinez is going to hit home runs for somebody not, right. the Brewers, bro. not the Brewers not the Brewers but you know these guys will find homes it's just that there's no big rush anymore to make those deals okay let's talk about David Stearns for a second so Domingo Santana his name's being thrown around a lot right now but David Stearns says listen if we're going to trade this guy we're going to get something really big in return it's got to be really good feast your eyes on this kind of thing how likely is that to happen though I think unlikely but possible because everyone can look at the Brewers right now and see that they have a lot of outfielders at the major league level or you know right at that next level and that is Ryan Braun and Santana in the corners Mm -hmm. then in center field they have some combination right now of their two these two big prospects Lewis Brinson Mm -hmm. Brett Phillips and then Keon Broxton who struck out at a higher rate than anybody in major league baseball last year but also was a 2020 guy one of a handful of players with Mike Trout that had, you know, 2020. Right. Um, so that there's, you know, it's tough to think of Craig Council finding enough at bats, even though Ryan Braun isn't a 150 game a year player anymore. Yeah. Finding enough at, for all of those players, that's too much. So there's a glut there. And if teams are going to look at the Brewers outfield depth as a way they could improve their starting rotation, which is Stern's big, uh, uh, what he's seeking here. Yeah. Um, they think the outfielders could be one area where he could deal from that area of strength. And if teams are looking at who do we want of this group of outfielders, if you assume they're not going to trade Lewis Brinson, uh, Domingo Santana is a really good player. Four years of control left, 30 homers with a 370 on base, a really good combination of patience and power, good arm in the outfield. Yeah. Just a good player. So it would just it would take a lot, though, because if you're David Stearns and you How about you're if building, you're David Stearns? If you're David Stearns for I, a moment. Yeah. What are, you, what are you asking for in return? Well, I'd be about 10 years younger, <laughs> which would be nice. Would you have more hair? I would, what? Just kidding. Why would you say it's that? It's a joke. You have great hair. <laughs> no, he would, you know, I would want a starting pitcher. Domingo okay. Santana would get you um, a nice piece for your starting rotation. Okay. And that remains the Brewers' big uh, search here is four innings. Jimmy Nelson, they're saying now, is 
probably not going to resume throwing until the start of spring training or sometime in spring training. And that's just starting to play catch yeah. and get through his progression as he comes back from that shoulder surgery. Um, that's a big loss because he developed last year into a horse for the Brewers. Mm -hmm. One of the, you know, you, you count, if you're Craig Counts on other managers, they're doing different things now where a guy goes twice to the order and then they're going to bullpen, right. multi-inning relievers. And this is sort of the way we see baseball going. Yeah. In the postseason, you can do that every day and you're fine because of, of travel days and for off sure. days. In the regular season, you need a guy or two that's going to give that bullpen a rest so you can use them on those other days. Jimmy Nelson was that guy. So they need innings to replace that if he's out until, you know, July 1, right. sometime after the break. Um, and a player like Domingo Santana could theoretically get you a, a nice, controllable starting pitcher to plug in there. So, you know, that's, look, uh, the best trades are the ones that hurt. Yeah. Um, it would hurt to give up Domingo Santana, but that would be an area where they could cover if they find the right No deal. risk, no reward, right? Exactly. That's how it goes. Okay, let's talk about another guy, Josh Hader. His future is uncertain. David Stern says he's going to ultimately decide where he's going to be. He's going to be in the bullpen. He's going to be starting rotation. What do you think? I think it's the bullpen. Okay. Um, he was being developed as a starting pitcher, uh, fastball slider, power fastball from the left side, really nasty, that kind of Chris Sale whip action. Mm. The changeup is coming. Okay. Um, it came on a little bit more at the end of the season. So if that changeup develops, you could see him as a really nice starting pitcher. Okay. But he was so good out of the pen as a weapon for Craig Council last year. And to me, the question, you kind of think about it like this. As a starting pitcher, you can impact probably twice as many innings as even an Andrew Miller-type multi-inning reliever. Right. As an Andrew Miller-type late-inning, multi-inning guy, you can impact probably twice as many games. So which do you value more? Do yeah. you want the guy who's going to give you those innings, or do you want the guy who's going to impact important games late, multi-inning appearances? And I just think that given the success he had in that role, he likes it. He likes the role himself. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty good weapon, and I think that's where he ends up. Okay, we talked about Ryan Braun earlier, so we're going to talk about him now. We're going to dig a little deeper. At what cost or what will it take for him to be dealt? I, you know, I think the question is, can you? It's the question is more to me. Can you find somebody who wants that contract who, at this point? Right. And that was that has also that's not the first time this is the question that's coming up for him. No. This is always the question that comes it, up. For it him. is, and it's been. And remember, uh, two seasons ago, the yeah. Brewers were close to trading him to the Dodgers, and right. that was at a time where the Dodgers really could have used a, a power hitting right-handed hitter. Um, he's an LA guy. At that point, the contract looked really good Makes compared sense. to what other players were making. Yeah. Now we're, you know, two years further down the line. He, he was limited last year in the amount he could play. Calf injury, a wrist injury that bothered him. The numbers were way down. I think the window to trade Ryan Braun has probably closed. I mean, things can change okay. as team needs change. And, you know, the, a yeah. team like the Dodgers is in it. They've... They can spend a little bit. You can't say the door is totally closed. Never with the Dodgers. Or yeah, or some of the a big another big market team. Right. But I think it, it's it's looking more and more like. And look, Ryan Braun says this too. It's looking more and more likely that he finishes that contract. So that's uh, through 2020. They'll, you know. 130 games maybe would be a good number for him. Okay. And then because they have these other young outfielders that they like, they feel like they can. For, for one, it gives you a spot to give other guys at bat. So you can't, it can be a good thing yeah. um, if Ryan Braun is able to produce in those 130 at bats. Okay, we'll wait and see on that. 2017, let's look back really quickly. It was unexpected, yeah. exciting. Eric Thames, basically the story, first couple months of the season. 
Do you think it was a good thing or a bad thing that the Brewers almost made the postseason? Yeah, I think this is actually so. The simple answer is, of course, it was a good thing. Right. You know, the fans were into Why, it. Yeah, Attendance went on. up. They got to within it one game of of playing in a wild card game. Um, so, yes, it was a. But I think this is interesting if you step back and sort of think about the bigger picture a little bit. The model that they were going for was the Cubs and Astros. That's how they sold it kind of to the fans of Milwaukee. That Teams that go into rebuilding mode now, you can point to the Cup, the last two World Series winners and say, look, if you give us five years to take a big step back, have a little bit of pain, we can build a good farm it's system. It's worth it. It's worth it in the end, right? And that is what I think the people of Milwaukee kind of bought into. Yeah. Then 2017 happened. And what, so it was good and it accelerated everything. And now they're, you know, we, we can like have a conversation about Jake Arrieta fitting. Yes. With the Unlikely, but, but look, not insane, right. not crazy. Yeah. Um, but what they're not going to have is the way, if you look at those Cubs and Astros rosters, there were multiple years stacked up where they had premium, ultra premium draft picks. You know, Carlos Correa is on the Astros because they were bad for a long time. Yeah, um, long time. Yeah, it, yep. Chris Bryant is a Cub because they picked second overall yeah. the year Chris Bryant was in the draft. Yep. Um, the Brewers, they got Corey Ray fifth overall in 2016. Mm -hmm. They drafted ninth last year. They got a really nice second base prospect, Keston Hira. He looks like he's charging to the big leagues pretty quickly. Okay. Now, this coming year, they're going to draft 21st. So they went from 5 to 9 to 21. That's a big difference uh, compared to the Astros and Cubs, who had multiple years of top 10 picks. Yeah. Doug Melvin went through this, the former Brewers GM. We had this really interesting sort of a symposium with him once where he looked at, he was talking about pitching specifically, but really I think it's true of all players. The, the really elite players in this game, if you look, very many of them are super high premium draft picks, top 10 draft picks. That is how a lot of teams get their cornerstone right. players. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And there's except Mike Trout, you know, there's exceptions sure. that come later in the draft. But the Brewers are just going to have to try to do this without uh, a bunch, you know, four or five top ten draft picks. They're going to have to do it with two yep. plus make some smart deals. Okay, that's interesting. That's a, that's a good point. Let's talk about the future, Lewis Brinson. So drafted 29th overall in 2012. He's currently 13 overall on yep. MLBpipeline.com in the Brewers organization and number one in Brewers organization, yep. number one guy. So the concern earlier for Brinson was that the outfield was too crowded for him. Is there a concern now? What What's the projected uh, debut for him? Well, look, the the he's a good enough player, five tools, that you find you'll find a spot you for find him. a spot for him okay and Craig Council has done a really good job of getting guys to buy in this idea of connectedness that was mm -hmm. a big theme of his fir very first uh, meeting as Brewers manager so you know we all focus on who's in the rotation and is hater a starter or a reliever and who's going to be your starting center fielder where council tries to get guys to buy into the bigger picture so this is all a way of saying He'll look at the outfield group and okay. say, we have four or five guys that we really like. Let's just get enough at bats for all these guys to maximize their production. So say for Brinson, you also have Brett Phillips, a lefty hitter. Brinson hits right. Big righty. fan of Brett Phillips. Well, I Big think fan. everybody. The writers love Brett Phillips. He fills the notebook. Yeah. Lewis Brinson does too. Yeah. But that's a, that's, you know, it's not common to platoon your top you know, picks. Yeah. But look, the Brewers have done some other creative things. A lot of clubs are, are trying some different ideas. Yeah. That's one idea, to sort of share time with those two guys and All see right. what you can get. And, and when one steps forward, 
you play the one. So I think Brinson is a part of this thing uh, starting next season. He got a little taste last year, was not good in the big leagues, but he was their minor league player of the year. He did every, I mean, he's done what he needs to do at AAA. Yeah. It's, it's time for him to be in the big leagues now. It's just a matter of how exactly they split that time. All right. It's time for you, Lewis. It's time for us to <laughs> finish up this podcast. It's been too good. I never yes. wanted to end. In fact, I'm Danny Wexelman. This is Adam McAlvey covering the Brewers for MLB.com, and we will talk to you soon.